Thank you so much for joining with me as uh, I begin a new study in the book of Revelation. Uh, if you do not know who I am, my name is Brother Michael Hudson. Uh, I have pastored two churches in my ministry over 40 years. I've taken a year off to uh, recover my health because of my heart issues. But I'm continuing studying and looking deep into God's Word, and I hope that this study will be a blessing to you. As we go to the book of Revelation, we need to go and look at chapter 1, uh, verse 1 down through verse 3. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and he signified it by his angels unto his servant John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So we see here God is speaking to John to write down the things that are going to come to pass in the last days. Now notice this, the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, the appearing, the coming of the Lord. Uh, God is revealing his plan to us for the end of the age when he's going to bring about the completion of his plan of redemption. Not only has he going to redeem mankind, redeem man, which Christ did on the cross of Calvary, but there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. This is going to be a redemption of creation, and we look forward to that time when we'll have the new heaven and the new earth. But as we go into this study, I want us to be aware of the fact that at the end of the church age, and I'll go into this in greater detail when we get to chapters 2 and chapter 3, that Christ is returning and he's going to set up his earthly kingdom. But before he returns, we need to understand what is going to transpire. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 down through verse 18 is a key passage in understanding the rapture of the church, the end of the church age. And Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now this is talking about the return of Christ, and the return of Christ is broken down into two portions, the rapture of the church and then the revelation, which will happen at the end of the tribulation period. Now, when I teach revelation, I teach biblical prophecy, I always teach it from the same viewpoint, and that's the viewpoint that I believe the Word of God is teaching, and that is a pre-trib, pre-millennial return of Christ, an actual return of Christ in which Christ comes back. I don't teach mid-trib. I don't teach post-trib. Uh, I'm not an amillennialist. I am a pre-trib, um, pre-trib, uh, pre-millennial return of Christ, and that's that's the, how I teach because I believe that is the crop, the proper interpretation of God's word. And I'll show you as I go through Revelation. But I want us to on this first study to really just concentrate on verse three. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. 
Now, John is writing here, and he's saying the time is at hand. We need to be ready for the return of the Lord. But he says there is a blessing on those who read, hear, and keep. Now, there's a big difference between reading but not really hearing. And there's a difference between hearing and not doing. I have seen people read and never understand what they've read. They just read it for the sake of reading. Uh, Sometimes in our Bible study, if we're not careful, we find ourselves reading the passage without understanding the passage. But then we've got to understand in this passage here, he said that we are to read here means to understand that we're to hear the words of the prophet, that we're to uh, allow, allow it to come into our lives so that we understand it, and we are to keep it or to be obedient unto it. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke about this in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24, when he says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is, is comparing to those who hear the word of God and are obedient to it, and those who hear the word of God and not obedient to it. Those who hear in obedient, their house, their life is going to be found upon a solid foundation, and that is Christ. And those that hear the word of God and not obedient, their house is going to suffer a great fall when the storms of life come. So what Paul, I mean, excuse me, what Paul, what John is telling us is that we are to read, understand, and obey. We are to be ready because the time is at hand. We are to be ready for the return of the Lord. It's kind of amazing because in the in the beginning of Revelation, you see this blessing, but there are actually seven blessings listed in the book of Revelation, seven different blessings, and I'm going to give them to you. The first one we talked about in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. The second one is found in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 13, and it reads, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Blessed are those who die in the Lord, who are, who lived a life for the Lord and died for the Lord. Uh, they've died in the Lord. They died uh, in Christ. He says, blessed, because they can, now can go to their rest. Then we see the third blessing is in Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15. Behold, excuse me, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Uh, Christ is telling us that he's coming back and it's going to be as a thief in the night. Nobody's going to know when he's going to return. And he said, blessed is a person who is watching for his return and who is living holy. He's keeping his garments. In other words, he's keeping the unspotted. Uh, He's keeping himself uh, unspotted from the sin and the 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 stain of this world, if you want to say. In other words, blessed is the man who is watching, praying, and living for the return of the Lord, that he's living a life of holiness. Then he goes to the Revelation chapter 19 and verse 9. He said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
He said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Those that are invited unto the marriage supper of the land is blessed. Blessed is those, the church, the bride of Christ, that's going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. What a joyous time that is going to be. And we are going to be so blessed. Then we go on to the next one in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, what's that first resurrection? At the, at the rapture of the church when the Lord comes back, uh, those which are alive in Christ will be called up. And those who have died in Christ shall be resurrected unto life. They will receive that glorified body. And so we'll see that's the first resurrection. And we, will be, we are blessed because we're part of that first resurrection. Now, in Revelation 22 and verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of this book. Blessed is the man that is obedient to the word of God. Blessed is the man that is watching and waiting and, and living a life of holiness that he's re- waiting for the return of the Lord because he's obedient to the, to the word of God. Blessed is that man. And then he repeats that again in Revelation 22 and verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter into the gates, into the city. And so we see, blessed are those who are obedient to the word of God. How many times the Lord has stressed just in the book of Revelation that we are to trust and obey. Not all we are to hear God's word, but we are to be obedient to God's word. We are to be living a life of holiness. We need to be living a life that when the Lord comes back, he finds us faithfully doing the things that he has called us to do. We are called to live a holy life. It's an amazing because whenever you're studying prophecy, many times along with prophecy comes an instruction uh, for us to live holy, that the day is going to come, uh, that we are to be careful, that we are to be ready, that we are to be living holy lives, and we will be blessed um, so that we can uh, be part excuse me, so that we can stand before him and receive such tremendous blessing. So we see in this that that the Lord is calling us to trust and to obey. Now, we would look down to verse 4, down through verse 6. It says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him who is, was, and which is to come. Now, who is, was, and is to come? Well, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is, he was, and he is to come. So he is speaking of the Lord from the seven spirits before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father to be glory, dominion forever and ever. So he is saying that grace from the Lord uh, he is and always shall be. He is the one who is coming. Christ is coming back. He's writing unto the seven churches, and he says, Peace and grace unto you, because I'm writing, because I want you to understand I have a message for the church. Now, what do we see? Christ is the one who loved us. He gave himself for us. He is coming again. 
and we're going to um, be blessed when he comes back if he finds us faithfully doing what he's called us to do. Remember, trust and obey. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9 talks about the first and the second coming of the Lord. He is coming back. He came the first time as a child is born, a son is given. But the second time he's coming, the government's going to be upon his shoulders. His name's going to be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The Lord is coming back. And so he is telling the church to be, to be prepared for his return. And we are going to see the return of Christ. We need to be ready for the return of Christ. We need to be ready. As in Acts chapter 1, he says, the angels t- spoke to the apostles. Uh, as you've seen the Lord uh, leave to go to heaven, he's going to come back that way. He's going to return in the clouds. And we need to look and be ready for the return of the Lord. Now we look down to verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest write in the book, send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. He's saying, to, John's saying, the Lord appeared to me. He says, write this down. Send this message to the seven churches so that they can be ready for the return of Christ. And so he gives a message to them. And then in verses 12 down through verse 20, um, John describes the Lord. And you can read 12 through verse 20. Well, let's go ahead and read it. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, girth about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hair was white as wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet likened to fine brass as they burned in a furnace, and his voice is the sound of many waters." had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. He laid his right hand upon me and said unto me, Fear not. Just just think about fear not. How many times the Lord has told us not to fear? Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive evermore. Amen. I have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Now, this is an important verse because what this verse says that what John is writing about, he's going to write about what he has seen, what is happening right now, and what is going to happen in the future. He is writing about the past, the present, and the future. In other words, what he saw in the Lord the church, the present age, the church age we're living in, and the things that's coming after the church age. He said that's a key verse in Revelation chapter 1. You know, in fact, in the whole chapter. Look, the mystery of the seven stars was I saw us in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. The angels means messengers. The seven stars are the seven pastors of the churches. 
and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest of the seven churches. And so he's writing to the pastors of the church, to the elders of that church, uh, that they need to be ready for the return of Christ. And we need to understand that. We need to see that. Now, what is he telling us? He says he gives us encouragement. He gives us warning. He gives us instructions. He wants us to be ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to be caught unaware. How many times when we read in the Gospels that the Lord Jesus Christ says, watch and pray, be ready for the return of Christ. I believe Christ is coming back very soon. I believe we're living in the very last days. And I believe we need to be studying the book of Revelation so that we can see what is going to happen so that we are ready for the return of Christ. So what, what do we see in all of this? What should we take away from this first lesson? And the first lesson is this. Blessed is the person who reads, understands, and obeys the Word of God. Who reads, understands, and obeys the Word of God. That's the first lesson. The second lesson is the Lord Jesus is coming back. And if we are being obedient to the Word of God, we will be ready to see the return of Christ. We need to understand that. As we're obedient to the Word of God, we're living for the Lord, we will be ready for the return of Christ. But I'm afraid today so many churches, and when I speak about churches, I'm not talking about the building, I'm not talking about the organization, I'm talking about individuals within the church, that they have gotten so wrapped up in this world and the, this world system and materialism and, and the pursuit of wealth, the pursuit of all of this other stuff that they have become so self-centered that what's going to happen is they're going to be called unaware when the Lord comes back and they're going to be ashamed at His return because they were not watching and they were not ready. We don't know when the Lord's coming back, but we know He is coming back. I had a good friend of mine years ago, uh, back in 1988. He read the book, 88 Reasons Christ is Coming Back in 1988. And he calls me on the phone and he says, Michael, what are we going to do if the Lord comes back? I said, if we're watching and ready, then it's going to be a blessing. I said, we need to be ready. I said, are you ready to meet the Lord? He says, I'm not sure. I said, well, what's going to happen if on the way home from work, you get in the car wreck and you're killed? Are you ready to meet the Lord? I said, you need to be ready. Regardless, because if the Lord delay His return, we know that one day this life of ours is going to end and we're going to stand before the Lord and give an account. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So what do we need to do today? We need to be watching. We need to be reading the Word of God, understanding it by the power of the Holy Spirit living within our hearts, and we need to be obedient to the Word of God. So, are you living for Christ today? Are you ready to meet Him? Because He can come back at any time and He can call you home at any time. Be ready to meet Christ. Watch and pray. I want to encourage you to read through the book of Revelation. Um, read it, underline it, 
We're going to be going through it. The, our next lesson next week is going to be on the seven churches. I'm not sure how great a detail we're going to go into each of the churches, but we're going to be looking at the message to the church, and it's a message to us today what we must be doing to be ready for the return of Christ. Make sure you have a great translation of God's Word. I recommend the King James Version, the New King James Version, the NASBY, the New American Standard Version, and I also recommend the ESV. Now, all of my scriptures are going to be from the King James. I love the King James. That's what I grew up with. Uh, but get a good translation. Don't get a paraphrase. Get a good translation. Uh, get a notepad. Take notes. Study it. But more than anything, what I urge you to do is before you begin your study, begin it in prayer, asking the Lord to open your heart and eyes to see the Word of God so that you might understand it and apply it to your life. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next week as we get into Revelation chapter 2. Thank you for joining me today.